Hey folks, it's Dr. Sam, and I want to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. We've got some fabulous questions today. Uh, We have a question about collagen health, and how can you prepare for cataract surgery? And then I'm going to talk about statin drugs. Can they bring our eye pressure down? And then I'm going to talk about myopia. Stay tuned. Hey folks, it's Dr. Sam, and I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. And the first question I want to take today is about collagen health. And this person is asking about how she can boost her collagen health. She's suffering from severe floaters, and she also has some uh, joint inflammation, and uh, she wants to know what it's all about. Well, I certainly beat the drum about the importance of collagen. It's the most abundant protein that's found in our bodies. We actually find it in a lot of different places, our bones, our muscles, our blood vessels, our digestive system, our tendons, and our skin and our eyes. You know, the collagen benefits are so um, important because this protein gives uh, this part of our body elasticity and strength. Uh, And it also helps in terms of, you know, really slowing down our aging process. You know, one of the things in our degenerative aging uh, situation that we're all in, wrinkles, sagging skin, joint pain, uh, weaker, decreased cartilage. And I'd add one as floaters in the eyes. You know, when we talk about floaters in the eyes, we talk about the vitreous. This is the gel sac in the back part of the eye, the the posterior two-thirds of the back of the eye. And uh, basically, floaters can occur because the protein protein material uh, of the vitreous sac, which is made of collagen, begins to dry out. It uh, shrinks, and some of the flakes can uh, break off, and this is what causes the uh, those those irritating floaters in the middle of your your vision. So I think that you know some of the risk factors that are pretty obvious is if you eat a, a diet that's moderate or high in sugar, if you've smoked, if you have high amounts of sun exposure or digital device uh, exposure. Uh, These are things that can deplete collagen levels. And there are many collagen-rich foods. And the key is is that, uh, you know, collagen is made up of amino acids. And they're the building blocks in our eyes, brain, and body. Uh, They help us with the integrity of our uh, blood vessel health. Uh, They help us with our brain and our cognitive uh, potential, our muscle growth. Um, And I have found a correlation between um, collagen health and eye health. So if I run through the top seven benefits of collagen health, number one would be healthy skin and hair. Number two, Uh, healthy joints. Number three, 
improving digestive health. So if you've got things like Crohn's disease, celiac disease, uh, leaky gut syndrome, adding collagen to your diet, um, there's research out there that shows that people who um, have inflammatory bowel disease tend to have a higher um, risk of, uh, of um, you know, reduced collagen concentrations. Uh, so adding collagen for digestive health, critical. Boosting metabolism, increasing muscle mass, increasing your energy. These are all factors that help improve collagen, um, that collagen will help. And then I've talked about the uh, strengthening of na- nails, hair, and teeth, that collagen helps in this process as a building block <clears throat> in these important areas. And Number six, improving liver health. So we know liver rules the eyes in Chinese medicine. Um, The liver is telling us about the ability to detox. And so things like bone broth, for example, not only can they help repair a leaky gut, but they can also improve liver health. And number seven, improving cardiovascular health. So uh, getting more collagen in in your diet helps improve um, uh, heart heart, uh, cardiovascular health. Um, in terms of different kinds of foods, now this is where we kind of split off because we've got the people who eat animal products versus the people who are vegan or vegetarian. So if I start with people who eat animal products, you can get collagen in a lot of ways through your, um, uh, beef, chicken, uh, fish, uh, there's collagen and all derived in all of those foods. Um, Eggs, eggshells would be another place where you could get collagen. One of the things that um, eggs have are sulfur and hyaluronic acid, and these are really important building blocks for eye health. So just to note on that. However, let's say that um, you know, you're vegan or vegetarian, then what do you do? Well, there's actually a wonderful um, vegetable broth that uh, it's a vegan broth. And and what I like to do with this is you freeze your vegetable scraps, mushroom stems, um, parsley, um, potato skins, um, any of your green vegetables that you're, you know, you want to freeze as scraps. You put in a resealable bag or a jar. And when you accumulate a quart of the leftovers, place them in a slow cooker and cover with two quarts of water, add a half a teaspoon, uh, sorry, a half tablespoon of sea salt, uh, some seaweed. This seaweed's great for potassium, calcium, folate, and iodine. Heat it on high until the liquid boils, then reduce it to low until the vegetables are very soft, maybe two to three hours. Stir and strain on a, with a, a colander, and then you've got this great uh, liquid with a lot of collagen in it, and uh, obviously discard the, the plant parts at that point. And you can sip this as a, a cup hot, a, a hot cup of tea, and uh, it's great uh, as, as a vegan source. So whether you eat animal products or you don't, um, there are definitely ways that you can um, get more collagen into your body. I think it's very important for your health, and it's also very important for your eye health. So I hope that helps. Thank you. Take care. Is how to prepare for cataract surgery. And I think this is a 
a great question because, you know, there's some people that have used my method and their cataracts actually keep getting worse. And I think it's important to note that my procedure is not going to help everybody. Certainly, there are things that you can do to slow down cataract, cataract formation. But if we look at the development of the cataract, usually they're graded in three um, stages. The first stage is called the early stage, where you're just starting to get some blurriness, maybe some light sensitivity. Um, <clears throat> and it's really not affecting your visual acuity. The moderate stage is when you start having a reduction in your visual acuity. And when you do that, um, usually, you know, the doctor will, will ask you things like, do you have symptoms, blurred vision, sensitivity to light? And this is where it starts to affect you, night vision, and possibly less color, uh, color clarity. Sometimes people will see double vision in the moderate stages, and uh, so it's something to note. And then number three, uh, the late stage of cataracts, this is where um, you know it's probably time to have the cataract removed. And the rule of thumb is if you're having difficulty uh, doing the things you want to do on a regular basis, then, um, you know, it's probably time to get the cataract surgery. You know, some of the risk factors that increase uh, the incidence of cataracts, smoking, uh, excessive use of alcohol, obesity, uh, high blood pressure, the use of pharmaceutical drugs, uh, diabetes, uh, long-term exposures to either sunlight or blue light, physical trauma, and also exposure to chemicals. So the, the question is, if you're going to decide to do cataract surgery, what are some things you can do to prepare yourself? Well, first of all, one of the things that I recommend, and this isn't just for uh, preparation for, sur for any surgery, but cataract surgery, is that Chinese medicine has been shown to be really helpful in improving our eye circulation. As you probably know, there are a lot of meridians that run to the eyes uh, from the organs, especially the liver, the spleen, large intestine, and colon. And so getting some acupuncture before cataract surgery, I would say start a month before and just go weekly and have your Chinese, Chinese medicine doctor um, you know, really tune you up, get your meridians working, your liver function, because you're going to be, you know, exposed to some phar pharmaceutical drugs during the surgery and even after the surgery. So that would be one thing. The second thing that I would recommend is make sure you're boosting your immune system. So make sure you're getting your daily probiotics and pre-probiotic -pre fiber. Um, you know, in terms of your diet, I tend to go plant-based, you know, the, the antioxidants that are in our vegetables and some of our fruits, especially the berries, are really important in terms of improving our cellular absorption, our cellular metabolism, 
and our ability to get rid of waste products. And so any kind of surgery that you have is going to probably slow down your dietary absorption, and uh, it also may create some inflammation as well. So any things that you can do uh, to increase your um, immune system function is really uh, helpful. And then number three, and this is where uh, you know some people may balk at this, but I think clearing out any of the psycho-emotional mm, reactions that you may be having to either the cataract formation or the actual surgery. Now, how you could do this, there's, you know, a thousand different ways, but finding a, a gifted a therapist, maybe doing some craniosacral therapy or going to a, you know, a practitioner who helps clear emotional blocks uh, or even just going for some counseling because, you know, it's the psycho-emotional uh, energies that, um, you know, are game breakers in terms of how well we, you know, sail through surgery. One of uh, the people that I love to follow is Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he wrote a book a few years ago called The Placebo Effect. And, uh, you know, basically uh, what he was saying and many other um, influencers are saying is that, well, whatever we, whatever we believe in is probably going to work. And so if you, you know, are completely resistant to the cataract surgery, but you're surrendering to it and you have a lot of emotional baggage around it, um, this, uh, this would be an opportunity for you to clear the emotional, um, you know, the blocks around how you're feeling about your eyes, your lens health, the cataract process. Um, and so I, I really put that at number three. Obviously, you know, things like glutathione and vitamin C, if we were back to more of the biochemical areas, uh, those two ingredients are so important for lens health, and they're going to support us in the, um, in the transition. Now, remember, when you get cataract surgery, you want to correct both eyes for distance. I had a lady come to see me the other day, and she had gotten monovision in the cataract lenses, and she was a mess. She had a lot of confusion in her brain. Her reading was really distorted, and I was able to help her through some contact lenses, correcting her eyes for distance so both eyes are working together. She immediately felt the relaxation in her nervous system and her neuromuscular system. Uh, by wearing the same prescription for distance and then doing the same thing up close. And I think that the, the last thing that I would say about uh, the, uh, the cataract surgery is that uh, you want to make sure both lenses are corrected for distance so you're not into the monovision, and then uh, reducing your stress as much as you can. Um, and that's physical stress. If you do that, you're going to sail right through the cataract surgery and there's not going to be any problems with it. So anyways, I hope that's helpful. All right, so it sounds like Ron, in terms of this question, um, he's got myopia. It's more than a minus 2.50 for distance. He has purchased some glasses that are reduced, um, and he wants to know whether this is, uh, if this is okay to do. Well, ultimately, Ron, the deal is, is that how does it feel on your eyes? If you're in eye strain or blurred vision, then this is not the answer for you, and you're going to need to go to an eye doctor and get an exam. And what you're looking for is getting a prescription either in the 2040 correction, your doctor will understand that, 
or uh, getting a prescription just for the computer, and he could he could help you with that. Um, I don't really know, you know, where you started, so it's very difficult for me to give prescription advice without doing an exam on you. So I have to uh, recuse myself on that level. It's kind of a hard question for me. I think the bottom line is that if you have these glasses, if you feel they're helping, uh, then go with it. Um, certainly the exercises you're doing are going to completely change your vision. And so, you know, if so far when you wear this prescription, it's helping you, then you're probably going to be fine with them. But I think if you're concerned that one eye is different than the other, one of the techniques I've used is correcting both eyes the same, even though one eye might be a little blurrier than the other eye. And this seems to work really well to encourage both eyes to start to work together. So symmetrical lenses uh, can help improve the, the difference between your eyes. So I hope that's helpful to you. Uh, thank you very much for the question. I want to take another question about statin drugs and whether statin drugs can actually bring down the eye pressure. And this is very interesting because um, statin drugs are used uh, to treat cholesterol. And some of the side effects of statin drugs would be things like headaches, difficulty sleeping, uh, flushing of the skin. I see this a lot where the skin actually becomes red, the face becomes red, uh, muscle aches, tenderness, drowsiness, uh, nausea, abdominal cramping. So this particular study that uh, my, my student is referring to was a study where investigators from Brigham, uh, Brigham Young and Women's Hospital, uh, they, they did a study with glaucoma where they gave people the statin drugs, they prescribed them, and they found that uh, this particular, in this particular study, this actually lowered the intraocular pressure and it improved the blood flow to the optic nerve. And uh, so the researchers are super excited that they can now link statin drugs to lowering uh, glaucoma. Well, to me, what this is saying is that we're using one Band-Aid over another Band-Aid to try to treat a symptom, and eventually the dam is going to burst, and uh, we're, we're going to end up with more harm than good. Because there's a lot of negative effects of statin drugs, and if we look at you know the cholesterol issue, uh, a lot of times it's related to our diet, our stress, and our liver health. And so if we start exploring those things in a more, how can we say, holistic living lifestyle, functional medicine perspective, uh, we can actually do things to eliminate or reduce the statin drugs. And in doing that, that brings our cholesterol levels down. And it may even, in fact, bring our vascular health down. But in the vascular health in our eyes, there's so many other things that we can do things like craniosacral, acupuncture, the herbal remedy coleus, um, a lot of antioxidants, uh, specifically lutein, zeaxanthin, and astaxanthin, um, beta-carotene, vitamin A, some of the trace minerals, things like magnesium, chromium, selenium, 
Um, so there's a lot of things that we can do where we're treating the causative factors and then we don't need the drugs. I mean, remember, pharmaceutical drugs are synthetically made. And in this synthetically made uh, situations that we, you know, when we take those drugs, yes, they may help us uh, in the symptoms, but they're not really treating the cause. So I'm not really for this relationship of using statin drugs to bring down eye pressure. Um, I think that, uh, again, it's the allopathic medical approach of using one symptom um, answer over another symptom answer, and eventually this is going to create problems. Okay, um, the last question I'm going to take today is about collagen health. And I talk a lot about collagen health as it relates to floaters. And I talk a bit about how sometimes the origination of floaters has to do with an imbalance of collagen health, not only in the eye, but in the entire body. So if we look at collagen, it's the most abundant protein that we have in our bodies. We find it in a lot of places, our bones, our muscles, our skin, our blood vessels, our digestive system, our tendons, and our eyes. So some of the benefits of collagen in terms of this protein is that it gives our skin uh, more elasticity. Um, it, it increases the health of our skin. You know, I say the skin is the biggest organ of the body, and it's a place where um, you know, it's a dumping ground for toxicities, especially once we start doing detoxification uh, protocols. So the skin is, you know, it's such an important part of, it's a reflection of our health. You know, some people, when you see their skin and it's really healthy, you know that um, their, their wellness quotient is really high. But as we age, sometimes the collagen production slows down and, you know, we see things like sagging skin, wrinkles, uh, sometimes a decrease in cartilage. So our knees or our hips uh, kind of start getting cranky and, you know, we might start experiencing some kind of arthritis um, Things like eating sugar, um, smoking, um, poor diet where we're getting a lot of inflammatory foods, these are all related to uh, nutritional deficiencies and it, it reduces uh, the collagen um, in our body. And in terms of our eye health, if we're not getting enough collagen through our diet or absorbing it, this could be one of the reasons why we're developing uh, floaters in the eye. So if I go through some of the benefits of, of collagen, you know, why we want to focus on it, great for our skin and hair, uh, reduces joint pain and de deterioration and degeneration. It can actually help uh, heal a leaky gut. And so if you've got issues with the leaky gut syndrome or Crohn's disease or celiac disease, I think it's really important that you check into how much collagen you're getting in your diet and whether you're metabolizing it. Uh, another thing collagen does is it actually improves, uh, uh, improves our metabolism, our energy output, so it gives us you know, more vitality, and it also helps with muscle mass. It can strengthen our nails, our teeth, our hair, 
And this is a big one. Uh, collagen actually improves our liver health. And so we know how in eyes, how the liver is related to um, eye health. But liver, the liver is also telling us how well we're able to detox, um, you know, our detoxification system is working. Now, sources of collagen, this is where it gets very interesting because, you know, if you're a meat eater, you can certainly get collagen through beef or, or chicken, fish, uh, eggs. And, um, you know, many of my followers um, eat a full menu diet. And so just, you know, adding things like bone broth to your morning smoothie could be something that, you know, that I would say would be great to do. Um, obviously, if you're leaning more towards vegan or vegetarian, one of the questions I get is, well, can you actually get, is there a vegan or vegetarian bone broth? And actually there is. And I'm going to share with you briefly uh, the vegan version of bone broth. What you do is you take some mushroom stems um, and parsley. Uh, you can do potato skins, um, carrot shavings, and um, when you accumulate um, enough, I would say a quart of the vitamin leftovers, you can actually um, put them in a slow cooker or you can boil them slowly. And I like to add uh, some really high level um, sea salt and also some seaweed. And uh, then I um, uh, cook the vegetables very slowly, reduce them, and I'll probably reduce the temperature and cook it very slowly for about two to three hours. And obviously I stir, stir it a, a bit. And then uh, through a, a colander, I will uh, pour off the, the vegetable um, broth. And then you can put it in the refrigerator. Uh, and uh, what I like to do with it is then heat it up on a cool day or cold day. And you can sip it like a hot tea or uh, something like that. So Bottom line, whether you're vegan or not vegan and you, you, know, you, you eat a full menu, I think that uh, improving your collagen health is something that's very, very important. And it's something that I emphasize quite a bit in my, um, uh, you know, in my process of helping people not only improve their eye health, but their overall wellness. And targeting floaters, if you do have floaters, I definitely would think that um, improving your collagen health would be something that uh, would be at the top of my list. You know, obviously things like MSM eye drops are another thing that I've suggested over the years that can be very helpful. So my friends, um, the hour is late for me and um, I'm going to... Uh, sign off here. And I want to thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, really appreciate it. All right, everybody, take care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademark signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. 
Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.